it's two girls, one broadcast. <laughs> Guys, it's a podcast. <laughs> hey, girl, your titty out. <laughs> oh, They're not the I'm hole. I'm the hole. <laughs> Switch out with a friend mid-thrust so she doesn't notice. Crap, I actually like you. <laughs> You're not supposed to date someone else. Welcome back. You are here with Two Girls, One Broadcast plus Steve. <laughs> Make this triumphant return. Yes. Oh, baby. Yeah. Is this like number three? Number yeah, four? Is number three. <laughs> is it? I thought it was number four, but it may oh, be. Oh, I don't know. We've had quite a few Two Girls, One This is, I'm pretty sure this is number four. Oh, okay. Number four. Okay. But I could be well. wrong. The people love you, so oh. we got to keep having oh, you back. Yeah. Can I be deemed the people's champion yet? <laughs> I think so. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All I've ever wanted to be was the people's champion of something, so I will take it. Go. Yeah. I mean, you are in our eyes anyways. Yes. Oh. oh, my quarantine heart. <laughs> I love you so much. Yeah, speaking of quarantine, this is our first virtual recording with Steve. Yeah. Which is sad, but it's nice to see your face. <laughs> I know. I miss you guys so much. I know. I yeah. miss you too. I miss you too. Sad. Also, uh, happy 30th birthday. Yeah, this episode June. comes out a day before your 30th birthday. I guess so. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very club. much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you there, right? Oh, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Jack's not for a little while yet. No, no. You can enjoy the fountain of youth for a little while longer. Uh I don't, like, turning 30 wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I'll be quite honest. Well, this girl was, like, super upset about turning 30. I I was was. like, there's no way this is going to be a shit birthday just because you're upset about being 30. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'll I'll be fully honest with you. I don't care about turning 30. That's good. I, when I look back at what I was like when I turned 20 yeah and I was like young and dumb and like I had you know some things in my life put together but other things not and Mm -hmm. now that I'm turning 30 I have like a whole other list of things in my life that are put together and not and I don't know I I feel like 30 is just gonna be a little bit better than my 20s my 20s were great but I'm excited for my 30s. So I, do I don't have any like issues turning 30, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do we ever feel 100% put together? No, I don't know. I don't think anyone ever really changes. Remember when you were like 16, and 17, know. and you were like, yo, when I'm 30, I'm going to be so put together. It's going to be ridiculous. Yes. And now you're 30, you're 30 like, year old what the fuck as, like, is going adults. on? Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, what is adulting? I don't think I'm ever really going to know. I, I was thinking about this literally last night. We were sitting on the couch in the living room kind of crunk and watching like an EDM set on the TV and then we were just like fuck like we just miss raving like we just want to go to a show I'm like man like I am not ready to be grown up like I'm not like what am I gonna I was thinking about this like what am I gonna do when I have kids like I can't like do stuff like this like you can't be hungover. Yeah, you can. You just have to parent hungover, and it's not fun. Those are the true heroes. The true heroes are the hungover parents during quarantine. The, Jack's aunt and uncle oh, say yeah. they're weekend warriors, and I'm like, yeah, that's gonna be music as a parent for yeah. sure. Or like they take turns with whoever like has yeah. to get up the next day with the kids, but like mm-hmm. their kids are a little bit older now, so they can kind of yeah. like entertain themselves when they get up. But having like young kids, I know somebody who still raves, and she has young kids, so 
you just gotta find a good babysitter and power through the next yeah. day. That's the key. If you have a good support system, like yeah. you can mm-hmm. still do it. But yeah, no, I agree. I'm not like talk to me when I'm 40, and if I'm not mm-hmm. an adult yet, then we have problems. <laughs> <laughs> I think like your 20s is like the decade of you like making mistakes and learning and like learning how to like truly be yourself. And then I think 30, you kind of get to like come into your own. Like I, yeah, yeah, totally. I would never want to go back to being 20. I would like to, no. to like having less wrinkles. <laughs> but that's oh, like, yeah, because you have so many wrinkles. Get out of here. Having, yeah, I right? look like a Sharpe, but anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, but it's true. Although I, I, I was saying that now that we have to do all these like video things and like you're on FaceTime on your phone and all you're fucking doing is staring at all your wrinkles and shit. And I'm like, I actually look like I'm aging. Like, I've never quite noticed it until I've had to be on video so much. I'm like, maybe I need Botox. Oh, my God. <laughs> I you guys look great. Box. You're not aging. You guys are look phenomenal. Quarantine has treated you well. Oh, <laughs> I will say I'm very happy I can still fit in my jeans. That is, yeah. that is a success story from quarantine. I don't know what's right? with us that we keep buying jeans. Yeah. I'm like, when was the last time I put jeans on? But all I want to do is like buy cute shit that I'm gonna hopefully be able to wear after quarantine. Yeah, where like hopefully we're able to go in public. <laughs> I haven't. I also haven't gained any weight during quarantine. But boy, is my body changed. Yeah, speak for yourself. <laughs> well, probably because your muscle mass is changing. Oh, yeah. It's all yeah. just turning into sad fat. <laughs> sad fat. It's sad fat. I just miss, like, you know, obviously with, like, Throwdown Fitness, like, my programming is still going on. I'm still doing programming for at-home workouts and stuff like that. But for someone like me who I rely on going to the gym, it's my motivation for fitness. Like, I get I get excited to go to the gym and exercise and like be in that environment of a gym Yeah. for me to try and work out in my apartment. I like, I just have no, mm-hmm. like the motivation for me isn't there. So I found for the first weeks or so I was you really were good. working out. Yeah. I was really good. I was doing workouts every other day. I was, you know, still posting the workouts on my Instagram mm-hmm. and it's just been like a grind for me over the last three weeks or so to stay engaged in it because yeah. it's, it's just like I get nothing out of working out from home and I've yeah. been trying to run a little bit more which is fine but I hate running typically <laughs> so it kind of sucks but yeah. yeah I miss like if you were to ask me like what's the one thing you miss the most about life before quarantine it's the gym wow it's funny because like the first few weeks of quarantine, we were literal slug humans. Did nothing. I ate so much food, so much, and I slept all the time. I'm still kind of sleeping all the time, and like did nothing physical. But like the past few weeks, I think we've kind of turned it around a little bit. Like we were taking steps. Jack's been on a bunch of bike rides. I started working shift work, and like the only way I can get through a night shift is if I work out in the middle of it. So I'm like running stairs at like midnight. <laughs> you know what that's the key like if you can get it in somehow I will say that I've Mm -hmm. been walking a lot that's good that's something yeah I'll go for like an hour I've even done a few like two hour walks Mm -hmm. just like set out no real like destination and just like go as far as I feel like I want to and then come back you're lucky because the area that you live in like there's pretty shit around you you I agree I am very fortunate to live in the area that I do where I have access like if I want to go downtown Mm -hmm. I can I can go to the river valley Mm -hmm. um which stretches 
all the way down to the other end of the city if I want. Like, yeah. I, it is nice to not have to like rely on walking in residential. Yeah. yeah. Or even it's like driving, even even having to like drive to go for a walk. It's not. Yeah, like if I wanted to go for a bike ride in the ravine, like we have to load the bikes up into the car and like drive there, whereas it's right there for you, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Not like it's a hard, but it's like that one extra step. I'm just not going to do this. <laughs> well, and it feels kind of dumb to like drive to go for a walk. You're like, the I know. point of going for a walk is to go for a walk, not like drive and walk. I don't know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, but we're going to do a little yoga sesh tonight. We're going to get some stuff. Are you? Yeah, we are. That's good. I this yoga. on the podcast so we actually do it. Jack earlier, yeah. like, I need to stretch. And I was like, I'll do yoga tonight. <laughs> yeah, Jack's face is less convincing that you're actually going to do this. But I, know. I just, like, my body hurts so bad. Yeah. I will say the one thing I miss is fucking massage. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, dude. Like, I am just oh my god, I feel so bad for when I get a massage again, because my body is fucked. Yeah, it's been hard. I've had, I've had a lot of uh, my massage therapy clients in the last couple weeks reach out. Because like, you know, a lot of my clients for massage therapy are on monthly programs where they come once a Mm -hmm. month, like pretty, pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. And so now that it's getting to that, like, six, seven ish week of quarantine, they're really starting to like notice the effects of that and I just oh 100% and like I'm working from home right so I'm not sitting like in an ergonomic you're at you're like you're on the couch or you're at your kitchen table like yeah yeah. not great yeah like for the first probably three weeks my like pec area I think I must have been like totally you're completely like just thinking of your kitchen table like yeah those chairs are too high Yes. And then the table is too low, so I'm sure you were just like... Oh, yeah. I was like, I can't. I can't. Like, fucking, I can't. Just like a fucking gremlin on that <laughs> keyboard. <laughs> 100%. My work has, like, all sit-stand desks. I have not taken advantage of that one fucking time. I'm like, you should, because those apparently are, like, game-changers. I know. Mine's like that at work, too. I'm so I lazy, you guys. But I sit at my desk, like, I'm an ergonomic person's, like, nightmare, because I sit, like, cross-legged. Or I have, like, I'm saying now I have, like, one knee up, and I'm yeah, just, like, like you gotta come. He's just gonna harass the shit out of you. But, Gabe, have you looked at the, because they're talking about when they're gonna reopen massage therapy places, but, like, there's gonna be, like, COVID guidelines, oh. and someone told uh. me that massage, ther- massage therapists and hairdressers and stuff are all gonna have to do their job in PPE, so, like, you're gonna be giving a massage in rubber gloves and a mask. I don't want someone with latex gloves fucking so So, yeah so here's the thing massage therapy unfortunately is still not deemed on the same level as like physio and Cairo. right yeah which is so i i mean it's frustrating as a massage therapist i feel like we should Mm -hmm. be you know and we are slowly coming out of that like spa masseuse mentality yeah exactly so it's frustrating that we have different guidelines. Like I can hundred percent guarantee you physiotherapists and chiropractors don't have to wear gloves and, and mm. they, they probably have to wear masks. So I would, I would assume, but yeah, I saw a thing out of Saskatchewan. So massage therapy is open in Saskatchewan now and they're wearing ga- uh, glasses. So like eye protection masks, oh my God. gloves, and like an apron of some kind. Oh my so like God. A, whether it's like a gown or like one of those nurse, like the scrub gowns that they wear. Yeah. And 
like for my treatment style, which is very like deep tissue, like fascial release style, I need grip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're, they're lumping all massage therapy in that like idea of spa treatments where it's all very mm-hmm. like soft. Like it doesn't really matter if you have a glove on because you can just like float over the tissue. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, when I need to like get a hold of something and like, re- like release a tension spot, like I can't do that with a glove on. So it's very yeah. frustrating to hear that these are the guidelines that we're going to have to work under. Yeah. Because and you use your forearm a lot too. So like what, I don't know if that's going to be allowed. Like, I can't imagine they can restrict how we treat. But yeah. the, the thing with using gloves is, like, it's not like I'm in a treatment touching my face. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, like, as long as you use, like, hand sanitizer or wash your hands well before the treatment and just don't touch your face during it. Yeah. I, that That's fine to me. I don't see what the glove thing. And it's yeah. going to go, like, it's like Jack's going to go for a massage and then she's going to come home and I'm going to like lick her back. Like, what? Yeah. I, I don't understand. So I don't know. It's, it's frustrating and, you know, I have to, you know, follow whatever health regulations are put in place. Yeah. What those look like yet, I don't know. Hopefully it's not too bad, but I am expecting to at least have to wear a mask, at least minimum, yeah. minimum which I think is fair. Yeah, I yeah. Can see that. Just like you know, protecting yourself too. Like this whole yeah new normal thing is going to be so weird. Like I can't even imagine. Like restaurants can open at fifty percent, but like there's going to be barriers in between like every table and booth. From what I read. Uh, yeah, I've heard that they're also. New. Yep, they're not going to be able to give out menus anymore. Like. Oh. it's either going to be displayed somewhere where you can just look at it or it's all going to come from the waiter or waitress or phone. you have to look it up online on your phone. Like I don't think they can, because the whole thing is about decreased shared space and right. decreased shared surface. Right. So if you're handing out menus, unless you're cleaning them all off every single time, you can't yeah. be giving out menus to everybody. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I, I also, it's very curious to me, like, and as a business owner, as a massage therapist, not only is it like, okay, I hope that my business opens up soon. I hope it's busy because people are afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a big like fear factor around this whole thing where are people really going to want to like, yes, everybody's sick of stay at home. We want to be back to going and being social and blah, blah, blah but there's still going to be that fear factor of going into public and sharing a massage therapy table, a fork at a restaurant, a glass at a restaurant, you know, like, yeah, it's just, it's a big mental shift that's occurred with people where they have to think twice now about the environment that they're in instead of just being out in the world. It's funny because I was having this conversation about like when resorts open up again in like Mexico and stuff. And like when we went uh, at the end of August, I noticed so like the bar in the pool area, like I'm sure you've noticed this too, but like they literally just had a tub of like water with a little bit of soap in it. And anytime they got back shot glasses, they would just stick it in that like tub of water with soap rinse it around and then rinse it off with the water and get it ready for the next person. And I'm like, how? Like, I just, (laughs) I didn't even care. Like I was like, this, this seems normal. And like, I was totally fine. I mean, 
okay, I shouldn't say totally fine. I was so fucking sick at home. But I don't know if it was because of that or what. Or the alcohol was great. But like, it's crazy to think that like, that is stuff that we were just okay with. And like, mm-hmm. there's a meme going around about like, how did we blow on ca- like candles on a cake and then eat that cake after yeah. like, someone else like blew on it's the candles true. and it's like, um... Oh my God, my mom was at the grocery store yesterday and she said there was a lady in the produce section with her and she was wearing a mask and gloves. She was totally like good to go. She couldn't get one of those little produce bags to open because they're little bitches and it's like trying to open this fucking plastic. So she pulled her mask down, licked oh! the glove and, opened it, and then she put her mask back on and I was like, you're not getting it, lady. Why are you even wearing a mask and gloves at that point? I'm like, oh now your God. glove has your fucking spit on it? Are you kidding me? So, yeah. I'm like, you can, you can totally open those fucking bags without spit. Especially if you're wearing a glove. That shit's grippy. I, I've gone to the grocery store in gloves a couple times. Just, Have you? Yeah. Are you disinfecting your stuff when you get home, too? Yeah. We've, like, like, we've chilled out a little bit. Like, there was a point okay. where I was like, Lysol wiping everything I came in contact with and I had like hand sanitizer on me and we were disinfecting our groceries when we got home Mm -hmm. and now especially because like we've peaked in Alberta like we're kind of coming down yeah hopefully it doesn't peak again like knock on wood yeah we're a little less stressed out I like I wasn't even like she was the one who started like Lysoling bottles and like bags (laughs) and stuff and I the only thing I said was like let's just not keep the plastic bags like Mm -hmm. we'll just throw them away but, like, aside from that, I wasn't really, like, I was really just disinfecting, like, the door handle when you come in and, like, my keys and my card. But, like, I wasn't going anywhere. She was doing all the grocery shopping. Like, I think I've gone grocery shopping, like, once or twice during quarantine. Um, and so, like, she was the one that was doing all the disinfecting. So I just kind of, like, started doing it. I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> I just, like, I feel so guilty because I know if Jack gets sick, I'm the one that's brought it in because I still have to go to work. Mm. my office is pretty like I'm usually only in the office with four people and we're all really really good about disinfecting our workstations before and after every shift but then it's like there's lots of common spaces in the the building that I'm touching and stuff like that and I tried so hard not to like touch door handles and all those kind of things but it's just like I'm going to work I'm going grocery shopping I'm like fuck like if this bitch gets sick like that's on me (laughs) yeah started being a little um yeah, cray cray with it. <laughs> the thing that freaks me out too is like you look at like a Lysol wipe container and it says it kills like 99.9% of viruses. And this was like the old thing about talking about superbugs and using hand sanitizer is like you're killing all the weak bugs, but all the strong ones are left. And that's how like MRSA got so big because it's like this super bug that ends up being like you can't treat it with like normal antibiotics and all this kind of shit. And so that kind of like freaks me out too is I'm like right. killing all the little baby bugs and <sighs> letting all the big ones stay and like multiply in our home. I think the one thing that I've noticed is like some people have taken this and like there's gonna this is gonna be an unpopular opinion but people have taken this like a little too far like there are people that are literally out for walks on the street wearing masks yeah and or driving in their car wearing masks I'm like yeah. not an airborne illness like what yeah. This is something you have to touch and then put in your mouth yeah. to get. Yeah. Or, like, have someone literally, like, spit on your face yeah. or something. Yeah. And like so, like, if like you're going for walks outside, you're not really passing people. And if you are, you're going off to the side and continuing on your way. Like, just some of the stuff that I'm, like, I saw on Instagram, somebody said, like, 
it's funny how much people believe the media and what they oh, say. And I'm like, that's why I don't really watch the media because like I, I watch it for updates. But other than that, like I don't believe most of the shit I read because otherwise I think I would just go crazy like some yeah. of these people are. It's hard because there's so, it, it's just like inundated with, mm-hmm. with news about it, right? Like mm-hmm. it's obviously understandable. This is probably the biggest global event since like what, 9-11? Yeah, probably. Like for our generation anyway, mm-hmm. like it's not like, it's not something that people can just like brush off as like, ah, it's not a big deal. So obviously people are taking it to different levels, but yeah, I agree. The people that are like wearing masks in their own cars and yeah, you know. like, you know, we were talking before we started recording about Vegas and like that I can see because like those streets are fucking packed Filthy. with people like there's no way that you can get away from like being directly beside someone or behind mm-hmm. them or in front of them and so like for a while I imagine people will be walking the strip in masks if they're yeah. going to be making the trip there and like yep. that kind of stuff I can get but or like New York or somewhere like that that's yeah. just like slam packed or even if you were walking downtown here I could see wearing a mask like when things are back to normal yeah but if that yeah. thing though is like I I don't think I'm gonna go somewhere that's that packed if I have to wear a mask. Like, that doesn't seem fun to me. That's true. I honestly, like, travel for me is a huge thing. Like, I, I, that's one thing that I value a lot is travel, getting to go places and see things and do stuff, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's never, I shouldn't say it's never gonna be the same, but it's not gonna be the same until there's a worldwide vaccine. Mm-hmm. And they've said, like, we're not going to get a vaccine until 2021. Yep. So, like, so. you think about going to, going anywhere. Like, you can, yeah. like, maybe you can get away with traveling inside Canada, maybe. But yeah. even, like, even Parks Canada, like, they're, uh, like, Alberta specifically, I'll just speak to that because that's all I know. They're opening campsites mm-hmm. province-wide starting June 1st is when you can start booking campsites. Mm-hmm. But you're not allowed to book out of province. You can only yeah. book in province. Yeah. So, like even traveling within your own country is going to be limited until there's a vaccine. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's you think about crazy. like how big of a lifestyle change that is for people. Mm-hmm. It's insane how <clears throat> widespread this is. Yeah. Well then like, are they going to be mandating people to get this vaccine? Like, do you yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to, so like- I, I feel like it's going to be like the regular flu vaccine. Yeah. I don't, at this point they can't mandate it, but. But I wonder if they like, change the the Public Health Act once it does come into place, then yes, but like at this point they can't. But I could totally see like other countries being like, you can't come in unless you can prove that you're vaccinated. Like I could totally yeah. see that being enacted because I feel like that would be a lot easier. Like maybe it's not as easy to mandate your own citizens to get a vaccine because like this scares me too because like going down this path towards like this government control like it does freak me out a little bit mm-hmm. like I choose like I want to have autonomy all these kind of things so that thing kind of freaks me out and then there's like all these conspiracy theorists that are talking oh. like uh, putting microchips oh, in vaccines <laughs> 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 which like you can google the microchip thing like there was like, this thing where he made a comment about like track not tracking but basically having people like stamped so you could see like what vaccines they've had and stuff like yeah people like oh bill gates wants to microchip everybody you know what everyone's thinking and like where they're going all this kind of shit i'm like i don't know if it's that far but like he is a cray cray 
I like I agree with the autonomy thing, but if the only thing preventing me from traveling was getting the vaccine, I would get it. Me too. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I cannot just, stay in this fucking province no. and not travel. Like, there's no way. Yeah. I mean, I hope it's that easy. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. You can just get a vaccine and then you're good to go wherever you want. But, like, it's it's very possible that at, like, you think about the way travel changed again, bring up 9-11, like how tight mm-hmm. security measures have been and that became the new normal. Is it going to be a normal that now anytime you travel, when you come home, you have to quarantine for 10 days? Yeah. Or maybe. It could, like, it could be. Yeah, I did see that they were talking, Air Canada was saying that they were going to take temperatures before, and if your temperature was not below or at where it was supposed to be, they would deny you boarding. Mm -hmm. But I have also read that you can be asymptomatic, and so So it doesn't even matter. That's the the hard thing about this virus, right, is that you don't necessarily have it and it's visible right away. Like, some people can have it and literally feel nothing, and then... Mm -hmm. That's why there's three point whatever yeah. million cases worldwide because people get it. They don't know they have it. They mm-hmm. go wherever and they infect four other people. Yeah. So yeah, oh, it's it's they're it's, already they're already taking temperatures off domestic flights. Like when you deboard in certain airports, everyone has to line up and get their temperature taken by mm-hmm. literally. So the government created the or the what is it called the pandemic act or something. Back okay. when SARS was kind of going around and they were thinking that was going to be like a huge worldwide thing. So we actually have federal quarantine officers. That is their job title. And so there was a guy and he was posting on Facebook and he was saying like, I got off an airplane and it was like a domestic within Ontario. And we all had to line up like cattle and we were all having to get our temperatures taken. And he was asking them like, on what grounds are you doing this? Like, how are you able to stop me from leaving this airport and all this kind of stuff? And I guess the the officers weren't explaining it to him they were just like we have the power like you can do this but yeah we literally have like these quarantine officers and then also like if you are coming back into canada like if you were repatriated or whatever you were like off somewhere else and you come yeah yeah if they find out that you're not self-quarantining like they will come and find you and they will make you quarantine (laughs) like it's crazy oh there's there's big um legislation against it like even for me as a Mm -hmm. massage therapist if i i if i got if i was still working Mm -hmm. and i got caught i would get my license revoked and i get a five thousand dollar fine yeah they're not they're not screwing around with this thing at all yeah no which i understand it's worldwide and i think in general especially like you mentioned i feel like like kudos to edmonton because we're absolutely killing this thing we have like Mm -hmm. 80 active cases right now or something mm-hmm. like that it's like, like we're, 65 yeah like yeah we're absolutely killing this game like our mm-hmm. quarantine level is better than anybody's almost yeah and calgary can suck it because they suck at it so they actually do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if we go to like bamf when this whole thing is like good i'm like we are not stopping in calgary to go to the bathroom like we yeah yeah you're peeing on the side of the road yeah oh, you <laughs> directed at me no one wants to go with me every 45 minutes i'm like is anybody hungry they're like no i'm like okay well, i have to pee so i'm just trying to make like a reason for us to stop mm-hmm. very annoying it is even nice. going to even going to the mountains though like canmore, the trails are open now though yeah but like going to towns and stuff like canmore mm-hmm. was telling people to stay the fuck out they're like don't yeah. come here man we don't if a town like a 
well, let's say an outbreak happens there. Yeah. They don't have the resources for it in a town like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, at least exactly, in a bigger yeah. city, they can, like, send to multiple hospitals and stuff. But, like, Canmore and Banff, if it gets really bad there, they're, what do they do, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to transport people to the Calgary hospitals, which is, like, yeah. I'm just so thankful that I haven't had to go to the hospital for, like, an unrelated reason throughout all of this. Like, a guy that I know got appendicitis and had to go to the hospital to get his appendix removed. And he was, like, laying there. And he's like, this isn't COVID related, but I'm like, yeah. I feel so bad for this guy. Cause you're like in a hospital where like, there's probably so much fucking COVID everywhere. And like so many healthcare workers have gotten sick, which is awful. Oh yeah. My mama just broke her ankle on oh, no. Thursday. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mama. Oh, I, love I know. Mama. I know. Oh. So she, I took her to the clinic on Friday. And they did the x-ray and they took her in for surgery that day, but I couldn't go with her. I was at the clinic with her for like all morning and they were like, oh, we can get you in this afternoon. And they were just like, hey buddy, like you gotta leave. I was like, mama, I don't want to leave my mom. Like, Is she doing better? Is she okay? She's she's good now. They did the surgery. It went well. She's back home now. She was in there overnight. Um. So she was at the hospital a little longer than she probably needed to be, especially given everything. Mm-hmm. But shout out to the moms. Happy Mother's Day. Is Mother's yeah. Day. Yeah. So yeah, she's doing well. But yeah, it's true. Like being in a hospital right now, it's okay. not good. I know. Totally. Okay. Kath had, or whatever. She had a <laughs> stitch right here. <laughs> I fucked up. Um, she had a good question that she wanted to ask for us. Oh. Oh, okay. This was on another podcast, and I was like, this is so interesting. I'm curious. Okay, cool. Oh, quarantine question. Would you rather be quarantined with every person you have ever kissed, like people you've only made out with, like you've not dated them, you've not had sex with them, people you've kissed, or would you want to be quarantined with every person that you've ever shot down? (laughs) Uh, hmm. I feel like... I would probably rather just be quarantined. Fuck. I know. I don't know. This is a difficult, like my list of people that I've kissed has always just ended up being people that I ended up like dating. Oh, that's very pure of you. Thank you, I guess. Like it's not a very like blurred line. So, and the number of people I've shot down is also very low. Yeah, no, I'll just take the people that I've kissed. What about you? Okay, I don't know. It's very difficult for me. I'm going to answer this as if I was single. So, like, if I was single, who would I want to be quarantined with? If I look at, like, the lists of the guys that I've made out with and then the guys that I've shot down, I do have a habit of, like, making out with guys and then shooting them down, which is good. Um, but I think that there are more people <laughs> on the kissing list that I would like to be quarantined with than on yeah. the shot down list. Right. I think for most of the guys that I have just, like, totally shot down without doing anything with there's probably like a, a good reason for that mm-hmm. but then I look at like the kissing list and like the people that will be on that list like there'd be a set of twins <laughs> we don't you don't have to run down the list and, like, you really want to. that's okay we'll save you the grief yeah I think I'd rather be quarantined with the guys that I have kissed yeah what about you I was thinking about it while you guys were talking and I was gonna say people I've shot down because we could just like bro out but I 
don't know that I could actually grow up with people that I've shot down. So I think I'm going to go with you two and go with people that I've kissed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, it just avoids the problem of having to like explain why you shot them down and like being all awkward in the house or whatever. Right. I keep having like more people from my. I've kissed a lot of people. Okay. Jack goes by the kissing bandit, but like I think I'm right there. By <laughs> I do. It's bad. Like, I wouldn't even know some of the people that I would be quarantined with with that list. Oh, it'd just be like, you'd be like, who the fuck is that guy? Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Very very proud to to share that information. Nice. No. Yikes. But anyways, moving along. I think that would be a very interesting situation nonetheless, whoever you ended up with. It'd be a good reality show, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. So I, I wanted to... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. It's your show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I wanted to ask you, um, I don't remember his name, Brendan something, Brandon something, the guy that had all of his, like, DMs leaked, and he was, like, talking the hockey... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About, like, Brandon, degrading all these women. Brendan Leipzig. Yeah. Shout out, buddy. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on that, Steve? On the whole, like... Like, his contract was terminated after that. He's never going to play professional hockey in North America ever again. And I feel really bad for the guy, honestly. Like, it's just, like, I guess especially being a being a man, like, be better. Don't be mm-hmm. a dick. Mm-hmm. A, fucking number one, don't do that. And if you're going to be, a, like, I don't know if he was professional. Like, yeah, he's a professional hockey player. If you're going to be a professional hockey player, you got to know that shit like that gets out, especially mm-hmm. if you're going to be a dick about it and someone wants to really punish you, it's going to happen. So I feel bad for the guy because his entire life is basically over. He spent his entire, his entire life was predicated on being a professional hockey player. And now because of one mistake he made, although it's a really, really bad one, like, his entire life has changed now. So I feel bad for the guy on one aspect, but on the other one, it's like guy was a dick. So maybe he had it coming. I honestly, am just kind of shocked that his contract got terminated because of that. Like I don't really understand why um, like a public statement wasn't enough of him like apologizing because and players who have cheated yada, yada, and have done so many things that have been publicly put out there and are still professionally playing hockey or other sports like Kobe Bryant was accused of sexually assaulting someone. And right. Still- yeah. So that's, that's to very me, true. That Which was I don't very think that's extreme. right either. Like, I don't think what he did was right. But like the other side of it too, is I was thinking like, those are supposed to be private DMs and like, he never intended for them to get out. And obviously he was talking to people that he trusted. So yeah that that is a whole other ball game and like of course I agree with you like I do not think that men should be talking about us like that but like it is just what happens and like it's unfortunate that it got displayed publicly but I do think it was very extreme what happened to him like just in comparison I guess to some of the other things that professional athletes have done and have been backed up by their league just with like a public apology yeah i i definitely see where you're coming from i think maybe the only argument against that is 
where we're at in society now. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah that's that's the only thing that I can think of really that makes mm-hmm. it viable. Like I think if this happened five years ago, like 10 years yeah. for sure, but maybe even five years ago, it's it probably just the like outcome. maybe the guy, maybe the guy gets suspended or yeah, yeah like yeah. he issues some sort of apology or whatever, but like women's equality and women's rights and all that kind of stuff is so important now. And it's very prevalent. Like if Kobe Bryant did what he did now, yeah, there's no way he would have been allowed back in the NBA, but yeah, and that's true. And I mean, like another like really great thing that came out of this is just like the girl and how she handled it. And I think like that was a whole other, like, you know, she didn't do anything with the outcome other than provide positivity on her page. Like, yeah. like, I know people talk about me like this and yes, of course it's not okay, but like, I don't fucking care. Like I am me. I love me. I follow that. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I had no idea who she was and she's a Canadian influencer. And I found her page after of course all of this broke. And like, I love the message that she is about. Like she's already like a body positivity mm-hmm. spokesperson. And yeah, like her, reaction to it was so beautiful yeah interesting we were talking about this before because yeah like you do have that you expect that like your dms and stuff are going to remain private but like if you're a public figure you are almost held to a higher standard which is 100 percent. because we should all be held to a high standard yeah yeah like when you're in that realm like you've got to know that like people are always looking for things to catch you on kind of thing Mm -hmm. he said that his buddy's dms were hacked and then those messages were released. I'm like, I don't even know if I believe that. But it is interesting. Like, I think that the big thing too is he wasn't just talking shit about women. He was talking shit about his teammates and their wives. And I think that's one of their <sighs> by the leak took it mm. so seriously because it was like, who's going to want to be on a team with you after this? Yeah. Well, and the, the league is like, do we want this representing our league as well? Like, yeah, it's just not like being I mean I'm a I'm a hockey player in the recreation level I never played any serious levels of hockey but your teammates are your family and if you're saying shit about a brother like your brothers if you're saying shit about your brother's wife that guy is never going to look at you the same way so even Mm -hmm. if he did stay in the league like he was never going to be respected by not only the teammates in his locker room but the other players on the other team so Mm-hmm. I think for for the league to just say like yeah we don't want anything to do with you anymore like I mean the guy's a decent hockey player if he wanted to go play in Europe he probably can yeah but I don't think he'll ever play hockey in North America again yeah, yeah it's crazy it's an interesting conversation to open up for sure because yeah. we've all said stuff in group chats and stuff where we're making jokes about stuff that like especially if you took it out of context it would probably look very bad Sure. But I think there's also, like, there's a difference between, like, joking around and being kind of vicious. Like, some of the stuff that was said in those DMs was pretty disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't read through all of them because I was like, okay, I get the general gist of what's happening. Yeah, same with me. Same with me. Yeah. It's just, like, it blew up and it was, mm-hmm. like... I see both sides, but I think, like, for me, the ultimate thing is the girl and how she handled it. Like, that's what the focus should yes. be. Mm-hmm. It's more than, like, him doing what he did. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. as much as we want to see it changed, 
we're, not every single man is going to get on board with the whole movement of no for sure to be treated or talked about yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah she we really did deal with it like the best way i think anyone ever could like she acknowledged it but she turned it into something so much more positive yeah. and yeah i was really happy to see that yep <laughs> <laughs> that was good i like that <laughs> okay so steve we need a man's input on this Okay. Quarantine has been fucking us all over. So okay. a lot of women are in this point where we're like, we can't get our hair done. We can't get our eyebrows done. We can't get our nails done. And then there's girls who like, can't go get Botox, can't go get filler, this kind of thing. So we're all sitting here being like, we're looking a little worse for wear. Okay. I'm just sitting here wondering like, do guys even like notice this? Like, do you guys even notice if we, like, don't do our eyebrows or, like, don't have our nails done or this kind of shit? Or are we literally just... Because, I mean, we do it for ourselves, but, like, I'm very curious if, like, men would even notice if I just, like, grew a full, full unibrow. I feel like on in a time like this, a guy's got to understand what's going on. You got to read the... <laughs> you gotta read the, read the, the Yeah, read the room, read the landscape. <laughs> I mean, I will say men aren't looking great these days either. Not that women aren't looking great. I mean, a little shaggy. A little shaggy, like okay, whatever. But like the guys are putting, they're getting their hair cut by their wives and girlfriends, their moms, yeah. their sisters, whatever, just trying to get by. I was like this close to getting my like doing my own hair, but yeah. thankfully I didn't have to. Like everybody's kind of finding their own way around it. But mm -hmm. I mean, it's quarantine life, baby. You're gonna look a little gross because nobody's leaving their house. I saw this meme and it was like, I realize that most of you women are not blonde. You're actually brunettes. And I'm like, shush. This <laughs> is your first fucking clue. <laughs> All the fake blondes are being outed. Oh, yeah, this is terrible for the, the blonde community. It's yeah, the majority it of us. Yeah. I mean, I did get told that I had a unibrow. So I will say there are people that notice. You got told you had a unibrow? Yeah. You not know I how to take care of that yourself? I didn't actually have a unibrow. There was like three or four hairs in between my eyebrows that Just I hadn't plucked. Some strays. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, that's rough. That's I know. Rough. Like, excuse me. I also have been told that I have a mustache too. And I'm like, listen, listen, Linda. I'm going to listen, Linda. <laughs> listen, Lucas. <laughs> I'm like, I know it's there. You don't need to tell me. I just need to do something about it. And I haven't. Hmm. I mean, I was told my mustache when I was like 17, so this is not news to me. Yeah, I don't know. Quarantine life's hitting everybody in a different way, and we're all just going to make it through. Let's just do that. And hopefully, well, thankfully, I think salons are opening next week, so all of yeah, you ladies go. can go get your shit dealt with. The yeah. only thing that I really, really need is a pedicure, because I'm literally like missing a toenail right now. <laughs> what i wore like really high heels one day to work and then the next day i ran stairs and my toenail was just like nah fuck you not chilling like yeah i'm done with this i'm outie just like broken half i'm like oh okay that's, Bro, cool. that's too bad i know so that's the only thing that i'm like i really do need that everything else i can kind of like make do on my own or like yeah. not deal with it but yeah i'm like i need a pedicure real bad <laughs> there yep quarantine's got the best of us at yeah times, i mean at least we're all we're all suffering and that's the thing right like yeah we're all in the same boat so yeah 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 really goes to show like some guys they look real good if they let themselves get a little scruffy on the top and then some guys it's like yo yeah action i i honestly so is that my, why you're wearing a hat 
<laughs> my hair looks great right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Looking pretty good right now. Um, but my tolerance for how long my hair gets is like really low right now because mm. before quarantine, I was getting my hair cut every four weeks. Holy. Like fancy, like yeah. a fancy boy in it out here. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I had to get my hair cut. When was that? Probably two weeks ago. But yeah. since then, I've just been like, yeah, just wait. I can wait now until I can get in and see my, like, stylist or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, hats have been a friend. Been rocking mm-hmm. some hats. But also just kind of, like, letting it grow out a little bit. And I don't have a man bun, so we're not at critical level yet. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of us are fans of man buns. Yeah. Are you guys fans of man buns? I am. I am. But I don't know if that would be your look. Just mm-hmm. saying. For me, I don't think I could pull out. No, I don't think so. Yeah, no. I'm not hipster enough. Guru Daddy's hair is like pretty long right now, and we were FaceTiming the other day, and he kind of like pulled it back. He was like fucking with it and kind of pulled it back, and I was like, oh, you should grow your hair out and have a man bun. He was like, never in a million years. Good for him. I tricked him into shaving a mustache the other day, and all I've done is make fun of him since. I like it but I like like that ironic shit like I like a guy that'll wear like a shitty mustache and like a hockey flow and like a Canadian tuxedo right kind of like a little bit ironic like just lean into it I love it I love it I'm like ew disgusting she's like that's so hot and I'm like okay good thing we like different humans this is right same taste in alcohol different taste in men and like Mm. It. it's so true yeah it is right so i did when i told him to shave his mustache i meant to tell him to do a fu manchu but i told him to do a dirty sanchez <laughs> and he was like what hold on what <laughs> i misspoke a little bit just so uh, <laughs> been cooped up too long <laughs> yeah yeah okay so hot topic Yes. Okay. Boys and girls being friends, especially mm-hmm. when you're in a relationship. So, yeah. and I'm not mean. I'm not saying just friends. I'm saying like best friends because okay, this is coming from me, and I have two guy friends who are one of my best friends. You being one of them, and I have another. Aww. So, <laughs> you knew that, don't I? I know. I just love hearing <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> and being in relationships. So. Okay. I guess, okay, like, I'll speak a little bit to my experience. So I, um, like, the the one guy friend, like, he's been, he was in a relationship, and, like, she was extremely uncomfortable with our friendship. Like, she was not okay with it. Mm-hmm. And it affected our friendship for majority of the time that they were together. Yeah. Now, I've been very, very blessed to have partners who don't care that I am best friends with guys. And, um... I feel lucky, I guess, because I know that there are people out there that don't have the same luxury. And for me, it's more like, it's not just like people that have been in my life for like a short period of time. It's like, you've been around for 10 plus years and you're not going anywhere. So like, they need to be comfortable with that idea. And a part of me really doesn't understand why they wouldn't be comfortable with it because you know, like if we have family connections or, you know, even just the length of time that we've been friends and the amount of things that we've gone through together and the things that we've done together, like going on trips, whatever, do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's such a big history for somebody new to just come in and be like, 
yeah, I'm, I'm uncomfortable s- simply because they are the opposite sex to you. Right. Have you, like, how has that been for you? Because I assume it's flip side, you know, we're close. So <laughs> you had partners that have kind of felt the same way? Uh, I think for me, like, my my biggest experience with it was positive. Like, I never experienced any issues with that from, like, the major relationship in my life. Mm-hmm. But as a, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it more as a man going into a relationship with a new woman. Yeah, so I'll give a little bit of perspective on that. I think because that's probably the biggest, probably the bigger question for like a guy who is trying to like find a new girlfriend or even a girlfriend, a girl who's dating a new guy and wants to like introduce him to her group of like guy friends. Mm-hmm. So I would say as long as me as the new boyfriend is included in that like guy friend group and I'm not hidden away or made to feel like I don't belong or Mm -hmm. like that there, if I like, if I'm not given a reason to think that there's something hidden, then I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But if it's, if it's like, Oh, I, I'm going over to like, my like if the girl was saying like oh i'm going going over to my friend's house i'll text you later that's cool but at some point there needs to be a bridge where it's like i'm going over to my friend's house do you want to come yeah yeah mm-hmm. like as long as as long as in a relationship like you want to be friends with their friends a hundred percent yeah like as long as i as long as i felt included in it and i didn't feel like there was any reason and i mean obviously if it's a new relationship there's gonna be that bridge period where it's like not yet yeah But in, like, a longer-term relationship, yeah, like, as long as I felt included in whatever, like, friendship that my girlfriend had with a guy, whatever. I don't think there's, there can't be an issue with that. Especially when you talk about, like, long-term guy-girl friendships. Like, even speaking to you two, like, if I ever got a girlfriend that had an issue with the fact that I have two close girlfriends that I've known since I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but I, that's a problem for me Mm -hmm. i think that just speaks to like a bigger problem because yeah it's like we have known each other for like literally half of our lives Mm -hmm. so for someone new to come in and be like super threatened by that it's like i don't yeah like i don't get it and i hate like there's this idea that like men will always say like all of your guy friends secretly want to fuck you and i'm like no they yeah (laughs) like i can tell you that they do not yeah i think that's probably that's probably coming from I don't know. It's hard to say. I was going to say like, maybe that's coming from a guy who's had a bad experience before. Yeah. Maybe he's been through it or, you know, you see too many TV movies where that kind of shit goes down. But Mm. if you're like going to get into a relationship with someone, there has to be that willingness to trust. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and I'm like, I, I feel like it's a very like old school, like toxic masculinity kind of thing to say that like guys and girls can't be friends. Like they can't keep it in their pants. Like, and I say, I say my response to this would be like, I'm not fucking straight. So like, are you worried about all my girlfriends too? Because if you're, <laughs> you guys, you're amazing, we may as well be worried about the girls. So right. like, it's not really a thing to me, but I'm like, I can like arbitrarily say like all of my friends are good looking. I think all my friends are great looking. Yeah. I want to sleep with all of them and it doesn't mean right. cheat on you with all of my friends. Like, yeah. I think it's such like an old way of thinking that like men and 
women can't be platonically friends. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think girls have a harder time with it. To be you think so? Yeah, I do. So like, if we're way like we're way more naturally jealous, I think. And like we know I how think. we are with yeah. our friends. Like most guys, their friendships they don't have a lot of like deep like emotional conversations. But like, yeah, girls are more apt to have those kind of conversations. So like, if you have a guy friend you're more apt to have those kind of like deeper emotionally charged conversations just because that's kind of the nature of like a friendship with a female just right the roles whatever it's well, just like that's it just kind of is like more common so i think mm-hmm. we're kind of like it is easier to be jealous because it's like well what are you talking about with your girlfriends <laughs> well that's right. it is because like your bro talk is very different than like what you would talk about with us yeah right? Like, you don't get into as much detail, and maybe you do, but I think there are some guys that have a harder time opening up to their guy friends, because guys are just, like, they'll be, like, oh, bro, whatever, like, get over it. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Girls will, like, be sensitive and caring and, like, empathetic and provide you with some good advice, but I think, like, as a girl, I don't have a problem with, like, my partner having a girlfriend as as long as it's somebody that's been around for a long time. Like Mm -hmm. I'm more inclined to be a little bit jealous if it's somebody new or if it's somebody that you like met off a dating app and you're friends with them now and it didn't work. Do you know what I mean? Like there's some kind of history there. Right. It is better as a friendship than as a partnership. Yeah. It really depends on the situation, but any any, like long-term friendships, I'm like, whatever, because I just put myself in their shoes and I'm like, if I was to say I'm uncomfortable with this and I don't want you to do it, I also should be doing the same thing. And I'm not prepared to do that. Right. I think that's totally fair. And like, I, I definitely understand more so like the newer, like the aspect of like a newer friendship versus an older one, especially if it was like built around like the potential of being more than friends yeah. Like a dating app friendship, I think, is is probably a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, that was just whatever. Like, it, it, it's it, an example, but I think it's a fair yeah. example. Even yeah. if even if it's like a like a newer friendship at work, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, if I was to be included, that's different. Like, and I, that, I'm and more that, comfortable with that. Yeah, and that goes back to what I said too, right? As long mm-hmm. as it's not like. Mm-hmm something that you're hiding away or that you're like not all open about like oh how's your how's your new job going are you making any new friends like no not really just like oh yeah there's this girl that sits across from me she's fucking hilarious we laugh about Mm -hmm. stuff like you you would think she's hilarious cool like that like there's such a different delivery in that yeah and like like, i love that actually because it's true like when you get into a relationship, like, your friends do kind of become each other's friends. It's, like, I think it's so important that, like, you can go off and hang out with your friends without me, and I'll go off and hang out with my friends without you, but, like, there's always going to be, like, a little bit of overlap, and, like, you've got to have that leeway where, like, there's going to be times when you're all hanging out together. That would, I think that's the only time that I would have, like, an issue with it is if, like, a partner made, like, a new friend, and it was, like, there's something off about it. Like I'm not included in it. They're like going off and hanging out alone all the time. Mm -hmm. And like, it never includes me. And like, I have no idea who this person is like, yeah, that would weird me out too. And I would never do that to a partner. 
I think it's like, it's natural, especially if like you get a new job or like you start going to this new worker class or whatever, and you meet someone, whether they be of the opposite sex or not, and you hit it off and become friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that you should necessarily be threatened by that, but you're right. It's like kind of the delivery of it and then how you like incorporate that into your relationship because mm-hmm. your relationship is important and like yeah. you be able to know each other's friends. And, yeah, like, like why wouldn't together. you want to include your partner, exactly. right? Like if you're really close with this person and you have this partner, like to me, the ideal situation is them becoming friends. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You know, together. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like on, yeah, on the flip side, like when I was on dating apps for that short period of time, which was really mostly for the podcast, ended up connecting with a girl and like we still to this day haven't met. We were literally supposed to hang out the day before we went to Canmore in early March. And I was like, I don't have time. Like I haven't packed. I have to pick Katie up from the airport. Like I'm so sorry, but like we'll have to postpone. And then COVID came. So we didn't get to hang out, but we talk like probably five out of the seven days of the week. And Mm. like we're buds and like my current partner has no issues with it at all. And like, and like she knows that Jack has a partner now. Like everything is very like transparent. Mm -hmm. And so like, I think in that situation it's worked out and like, I mean, it probably is a little different because it's a chick and like, I don't think he's going to really care if I go and hang out with her without him, but right. he, you know, like it, ha- he did ask like, how does she feel about the fact that like you weren't really on dating apps to date? And I'm like, well, she didn't love the idea, but here we are. And it's we're my fault. Now. I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Blame the podcast. What I needed content. Leave me alone. Oh Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so I think like I think it's possible, I think just to not be secretive or yeah. shady. And really there's no reason to be if it's somebody that you're just friends with. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think people just need to give more leeway on that because like mm-hmm. I can get over it. Just thinking about like Past. my friends yeah. and like the girlfriends they've had, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like yeah. our moms are best friends. Like fucking get over it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Should we do uh, some Starcast? Yeah. Steve? So we said Steve's birthday. <laughs> People's Champs favorite segment. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> you know what? You either hate it or you love it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have this on my phone now. Thank you very much. Oh yeah. So I can stay up to date on, on it. it. Yeah. Can I check it friends. daily now? Yeah. yeah. How do you do that? You oh, can set up notifications and it'll send you a little ding dong every day with some uh, wisdom. So, okay, I'm oh, gonna say right. we're already in Taurus season. It started in April. It started on April 20th and it's gonna run through May 20th. Mm-hmm. Heyo, all my Tauruses, what up? What up? Yeah. Stubborn ass motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, Steve, what does your Taurus horoscope say? It okay, it say, says like, good afternoon. It says good evening. Because oh, wow. it is evening now, yes. Um, I have a light bulb, a flame, and an X sign. Do I read those? Sure. Okay, my light, my light bulb is a cat in gloves catches no mice. Oh, so it's, ta- it's telling you to take off the gloves. Oh. So I need, <laughs> like, to, catch, I need to catch more mice? <laughs> Maybe. Okay, my flame, hot fire, is... Mm-hmm. Pressure in routine, spirituality, social life, and self. Mm-hmm. Fire. <laughs> Fire. 
and then my my no go is trouble with thinking and creativity and sex and love so it'll change like every day like it'll give you the little light bulb which will give you like a little piece of advice okay it'll tell you areas that you're powerful in areas that you have pressure in or areas where you're what is the no-go sign say struggle trouble mine says trouble, trouble. yeah and then down below it should give you like a more a blurb I have yeah a, blurb. a little blurb okay yeah. you want my blurb yeah sure okay, i'm gonna blurb you <laughs> you are feeling rigid today oh me too oh cool oh yeah. so ours are the same weird it won't <laughs> Don't feed into his fucking... <laughs> Got him! Yes! Okay. Um, it won't help you to stunt your dreams with practical constraints. Get rid of something. Interesting. <laughs> He's like, what, what do I need to get rid of? <laughs> this month you can get on the phone and hatch a scheme with a friend. Is this that? Oh, um, we're not hatching. Ooh. We need to hatch a scheme before we get off of this. Okay. okay. This is a big step for you who has trouble trying new things. Don't be afraid to strike out and find something new. Mm, oh, interesting. The broader focus of your life during this time is to discover which rules are meant to be broken. Ooh. Sometimes you don't know what you want until you get it. Sometimes you are too scared to even ask for it. How do you feel? Boom. About Boom. Mic drop. That's my shit. I don't know. Break it down for me, ladies. What does this mean for me? I mean, you are my spiritual you, guides. You need to tell you gotta, me what it, You got to go for what you want and not be, like, scared. Like, don't, like... If it doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. And also just, like, go for it without being, like, too gentle. You got to just, like, take what you want. Like, let your claw Oh. Oh. Yeah. Let my inner cat out. Yeah. Little kitty. Uh-huh. All you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> okay. Hey, tell, that was... tell us a... Tell us about Taurus season, Kat. Okay, uh, so we're kind of running towards the end of Taurus season, so we're all late on this, but, um, so... Well, we're right in the middle of it. I'm boy, I'm a Taurus boy, so this is perfect yeah, timing. Yeah, Taurus boy. During Taurus season, the sensual, steadfast bull takes charge, helping us prioritize with the side of pleasure. So, when the sun hunkers down in the steady Taurus, don't mistake the slower pace for passivi passivity. Good lord. When you see a goal worth pursuing, make like El Toro and take charge. Um, as assertive me first airy season has drawn to a close, Taurus season turns our attention to building. We've had plenty of wouldn't it be crazy if ideas, but can they go the distance? Taurus takes charge to help us roll up our sleeves and craft a sustainable plan. I just cracked my neck with that head tilt. <laughs> okay, cool. Do we like that? Do we I like, like that it. for me? Taurus is a very, like, productive sign. Ooh, don't use that word and relate it to me in the last six weeks. This is not Okay, good. but this is very different. Okay. It doesn't count. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, I have another little blurb about sun in Taurus. Should I read yeah. that? Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, it says, your sun is in Taurus, meaning you are fundamentally stable, deliberate, and practical, though somewhat stubborn. Your sensual side takes comfort and pleasure very seriously. You appreciate nice things when they're useful and meaningful. People appreciate how reliable you are. Uh, it's in your ninth house, meaning you feel the need to distinguish yourself from others through philosophy, faith, education, and politics. Hmm. What does it mean that it's in my ninth house? Every, like, so within your chart 
you have okay. a sun in this sign, a moon in this sign, Venus in this sign, all those kind of things, but they're all in different houses, just basically okay. where you were born and where the planet was like in the sky. And so like you could, I could have like a sun in Aquarius and then you could have a sun in Aquarius, but if they were in different houses, it would affect us in slightly different ways. So that's what the houses talk about. Wow. So if you go back to the page where it says, okay. Sorry, where am I going? Where it says good evening, like where it had your light bulb and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to that page. Underneath yep. good evening, it says your chart. Chart. Yeah. And so it tells you on the right side which house it is. In the middle, it tells you what planet. Mm -hmm. On the left, it tells you what sign. Yeah. Yeah. Neither of us have any Taurus in our houses. No. So mine says Taurus on the left side. Mm-hmm. And then it says sun and Mercury in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then it says house number nine, which we read in the thing. Yeah. Interesting. There's, there's like a lot to this. Like yeah. we, we haven't even figured it all out. Yeah. We're very basic. Oh, there's like a thing about mercury, what it means to have mercury in Taurus as well. Yeah. 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 So definitely read all of those. Cause it's a little bit different. Like your signs are different in your like Venus, your Pluto, um, your mercury, all that kind of stuff. What's your ascendant, Steve? Should be at the top. The top charts. of the chart. Yeah, in the middle it'll say ascendant. Uh, Virgo. Oh, interesting. What does that mean? Virgos are very, like, fastidious. Good word. Word of the day. Wow. Damn. They're very, like, organized and methodical. Okay. What month, what is the Virgo sign? Like, what, num what months are that? I don't know. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. We don't have it all memorized. Uh, I mean, that's okay. Um, did you bring a feel-good story to the episode today? Um, <laughs> what is my feel-good story for the episode today? Um, my feel-good episode is or my feel-good story for this episode is mm -hmm. my mom so yes she just broke her ankle very sad earlier this week well I went over there last week and we were sitting in her backyard and we were looking at her deck which is very weathered and sad looking and I and she was talking about which what we could do to fix it and I said well if you wanted we could sand it down and paint it and so uh, last week on Wednesday, I went over and I spent seven hours in her backyard with my sister and my uncle and we sanded her deck and we painted it and it looks phenomenal. So I felt I was really wondering if that was your fire. mom's deck. That was my mom's deck. Yes. I posted it on my Instagram story that day. So I felt very happy to help my mom and she was very grateful that her deck looked much happier. And so I felt good to help my mom. So that's, I love that. that's a very story. cute story. Very important yeah. to have a good like outdoor space right now. Mm -hmm. when we're all uh, yes, she has a very beautiful large backyard that mm -hmm. is like her favorite thing. And I feel very badly for her now that her leg is broken that she will probably not be able to enjoy it the way she would like. She's a gardener, loves flowers and uh, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So hopefully she'll be able to you know, I'm going to go over there and probably help her plant some flowers and stuff to help at least get the backyard looking somehow up the, you know, near her 
standards. Her standards. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's got high standards for her backyard. So what a good son. Yeah. Yeah. I always like to help my mom when I can. So Aww, that's good. Yeah, that's okay. mine. Mm-hmm. So ours is, I think, two weeks ago. I was uh, just like working in the living room, and um, I heard these people outside because I had the door open like the patio door. And I was like, what's going on? So like I went and looked and there was this little gift bag that was like sitting just kind of like on the inside of the fence hanging on it. Uh, Cause Kush was outside. So they obviously didn't want to come in the yard. And I like went out and I just kind of like saw them walking by the side and I like peeked over and it was this mom and two girls. And I was like, did you guys just put that on our gate? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. Thank you. And then I like opened it and there was some treats in there, like a can of pop, a bag of chips and a couple chocolate bars and the card. It was like, um, we're all going to get through this together, like stay healthy and happy. And I was like, that is so, oh my God, that's so like, sweet. I know they delivered it to like everybody in the neighborhood. And I was like, oh my God, that's wow. Thing so ever. Yeah, it was I love that. Up. Like it was so sweet when I read the card. I was like, oh, I will say like this whole thing has shown a really like interesting side of society. Like, yeah, there like, are the people that of- are protesting and being dumb with it, but there are also the people that are so appreciative of the people that are putting their selves at risk to help everybody and those that are being better neighbors and realizing that you know we as a society need each other to be productive and healthy during a time like Mm -hmm. this so it's really cool like to go on instagram or whatever and see how good people have been to each other during a time like this so that is a great story i love it I love it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, like it's polarizing. It brings out like the best and worst of humanity, but like the good way outweighs the bad. Mm-hmm. Companies that usually make like clothing or like electronics, like so many companies are reusing their factories just to make like masks and stuff. Like all that. Yep. It's just really, it's a really beautiful thing to see like globally people coming together for like a greater cause because like we all just want to help each other and like we all just want to get through this we want life to go back to Mm -hmm. semi-normal and like I love that like you can be in the midst of a crisis and it really goes to show that like people are still going out of their way to help other people rather than being like just selfish and shitty like yeah yeah beautiful thing yeah yeah all right well we're gonna move are we done are we done did we do it? Wrapping it up. Yeah. Wrapping it up. So okay. we are gonna move into our uh, boys versus girls segment. Uh, thank you, Steve, for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Yes, love it. <laughs> this was like a collaborative boys and girls. And <laughs> like the battle. boys versus girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the battle of the sexes is coming up next. Dude, you're my boy. When your partner approaches you about something or whatever, and then like you guys say, "Well, I'm just not going to bring it up because of how you react." Oh! Didn't you make a TikTok God. about this? Yes. Did. Why? Why, you guys? <laughs> I mean, this is a example right here, but yeah. um, <laughs> but like, okay, so just you know, for advocate's sake, whatever. Like, you guys have done something that's like 
made us mad and like we mm-hmm. obviously are letting our emotions get the best of us and so we're maybe not approaching it in the best way because i know that everybody I, i'm sure there are people that are guilty of this like we're we're all humans so it happens but why does that automatically mean that now you're just never going to bring anything up again because we react in the wrong way like it completely unhealthy in my opinion like I get that you don't like how we react but I also Mm. get that like now that means we can't talk about anything ever again because you just don't want to deal with me basically see I'm mature in relationships and don't do that so I don't know well I would say the more general answer to that because I can't say for me because I mean I I don't think I've really done that or if I have said something along those lines I don't think it was unwarranted or unprecedented in that specific incidence right but like i don't know i think uh, like josh is on to something where it's kind of a maturity and your emotional adjustedness right Mm -hmm. like just have no social awareness like i do then you won't ever have to run into these issues i don't know i think i think it it just happens like we're I mean, I'm guilty of it. Like I, so I speak mm-hmm. experience, but like having a partner that's then like, yeah, well, you're crazy. So I'm not going to talk to you about anything. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> that's not healthy. And I guess we probably should just end this relationship now. I was going to say like, there's really no hope of ever having like a productive conversation if that's the attitude on one end. But everybody is guilty of losing their temper and like, maybe reacting in a not optimal way in certain situations like we've all been there but yeah like the throwing like those kind of things like saying like well I'm just not going to bring it up anymore mm-hmm. or like those kind of things like there's no hope of being productive in the future if that's the kind of thing you're mm-hmm. and there's like some level of conflict in a relationship so basically guys, I would say guys mature yourselves. be more open ladies be more receptive <laughs> and see if you can figure it out no i would agree and when yeah. you about this you said the exact same thing you said we need to be more receptive to yes. like changing the way we deliver a message if it's not being received or even how we receive messages because i know i've been guilty in the past of like if a guy brings up something that he's upset about i have gone like very defensive and kind of taken the like well you did this first once oh. which is also not at all productive and like obviously I've seen where that has gotten me in relationships that now do not exist anymore. <laughs> so I've tried to learn from those though, and that's the thing. And like I'm 30 years old, like I'm a fucking I'm the old one in this group. So <laughs> I've had some time to learn and mature. Like yeah, I just hope that anyone listening, like, don't don't use those like like overly defensive responses, I guess, when you're having conflict. Like no one likes having conflict. It's never gonna be fun. Okay. <laughs> Episode three. Coming in hot next week. Thanks again, ladies. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. You like to drink and to smoke and to take away the pain. And I don't remember all my mistakes in every hour.